That's Yes on 105, right to know Colorado.org. And today we have Tammy DeVille with us. She's the campaign manager for the Right to Know Colorado Prop 105. Just a little bit of information about the proposition. Right to Know Colorado GMO has launched a grassroots campaign to achieve mandatory labeling of genetically engineered foods or GMOs across the state. Our movement is built on the foundation that we have the basic right to know what is in our food and what we are feeding our families. This campaign gives Coloradans the opportunity to make informed decisions about their diet, health, and general lifestyle. Food labels list and describe nearly every detailed component of the food product, from the caloric values and processing information to the fat and protein content and the known allergens. Adding a simple label for GMO ingredients would fulfill Colorado consumers' right to know, enabling them to make educated food purchases and dietary choices for themselves and their families. So I've got uh, Tammy DeVille with us via the phone this morning. Tammy, are you with us? And welcome. I am. Thank you so much for having me uh, this morning, Molly, and giving us an, an opportunity to you know maybe answer some outstanding questions that are out there and share more about what's happening with our campaign. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us, and thanks for the the campaign itself. It's a lot of work. It's like David and Goliath, and uh, I'd I'd really love it if we could start out um, with a real basic question uh, and to, to launch the conversation this morning, and that's why should we be concerned about GMOs, like critically concerned? Mm-hmm. It's a really great question, and lots of people want to know the answer to that question. We're getting that frequently. So let's just start with the basics. What is a GMO? So GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, also known as genetically engineered foods and ingredients, are organisms whose basic nature has been altered. So they're altered at the genetic level in a way that does not occur in nature. And what is most um, prevalently done with GMOs currently is they're being modified to withstand pesticide use or they're being modified so that they create their own pesticide within the tissue of the corn, for instance. Um, So that's how they're being modified. And the problem is they were introduced into our food system over 20 years ago with zero disclosure um, and with no outside safety testing being done. So there are no long-term human health studies to show whether it's safe or not safe to alter food in this fundamental way. So because we don't have the data, we as a campaign believe that consumers should at least have transparency from food manufacturers, at least have the knowledge that their food has been altered in this way that they can then decide if they want to purchase and consume that product or not. Mm-hmm. So another fairly basic question, what are the implications um, and have there been any studies done, period, uh, for individuals' health and also for the health of our earth regarding GMOs? Yeah, that's a great question. So as a campaign, we're not... Um, interested in debating the science, but I will tell you that, you know, there are studies on either side. So the opposition cites 
you know, 1,700 studies that have been done, we don't know which of those were funded by the biotech industry, um, which of those were peer-reviewed. Um, there have also been studies done in animals that purport damage from genetically engineered foods. And what's a fact is either side will dispute the other side's findings. So you can get into an endless science debate. And we're not interested in doing that because we're saying, listen, nobody can debate that there are no long-term human health studies. And what we do know is that the instances of food allergies, intolerances, digestive issues, autism, Parkinson's, cancer, those are all on a steep rise. We are not by any means saying that one caused the other. But we are saying that they are rising um, at an increased and alarming rate, and therefore it's causing consumers to be more concerned about what's in their food and what they're consuming, because all of these health issues are dramatically affected by diet and nutrition. Mm -hmm. So consumers are demanding more information, and also pediatricians, doctors, scientists are recommending labeling so that you can trace the impact. Mm -hmm. So it's impossible to say uh, what the impact is because we don't know what actually we've been consuming without the presence of labels. Well, um, right here in my hands here in our studios in downtown Salida, I have a mailer, a big flyer from the opposition, and I'm looking at it, and the cover says Prop 105 would give Colorado consumers inaccurate and unreliable information about the, the foods they buy. And then I turn the page and there's this full spread of uh, arguments. And I, I think I'd like, if, if we could, to go into each of them and I'd like to hear your response to, to each of them. Um, the first one is um, Proposition... 105's complex system of labeling requirements would only apply to Colorado and would conflict with our existing nationwide standards for food labeling. Under this existing system, consumers who prefer to choose foods made without GE ingredients can already do so by simply buying products labeled organic or non-GMO. There are thousands of such products available in grocery stores across our state so that consumers who prefer these foods have reliable options. And the header on that one is requirements conflict with nationwide standards. So what is your response to that? Really great. So the first thing that I want to address is, listen, we agree it would have been ideal for this to be a federal mandate. And it would have been ideal for that to have happened before or just after these were introduced into our food supply. It hasn't been a couple months or a couple years. It's been two decades and zero progress has been made on the federal level. Therefore, states are forced to handle this on a state-by-state -state basis. And, you know, look at examples, um, women's voting rights, seatbelt laws. These are things that are now national but started on the state level. And I'll tell you, there are 39 pieces of legislation in process right now in over 20 states to require the labeling of genetically engineered foods. That's happening widespread state by state because no one has the confidence that anything is going to get done in Washington on this issue. So so I just want to address that. First of all, that's why we're kind of being forced to address this state by state. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then ahead. the next 
And then the next thing I want to say, so when they say it will conflict with federal standards, so currently there are no federal labeling requirements for genetically engineered foods. So that's just false and talk about misleading. That statement is a bit misleading. Now they're referring to the non-GMO project in organic certification. What's important to know is that these designations are voluntary. They are not mandatory. And the foods that carry these designations make up less than 10% of the food products available today. So it's not widespread enough to give us enough information about what's in our food. And third, the third thing that's really important to think about is we believe that Coloradans of all income levels have a right to know if their food has been genetically engineered. And I don't know about you, but personally, I'd love to buy 100% organic, and that's just not affordable for me. So we believe that, you know, you shouldn't have to have the ability to purchase 100% organic at a premium in order to have the right to know if your food is genetically engineered. Mm, excellent. Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm your host, Molly Rowan Leach. This is Scrambled Eggs. I'm covering for Jane, Jane Carpenter. And today we're talking with the campaign manager of the Right to Know Colorado Proposition 105 on the ballot, um, the, the campaign manager, Tammy DeVille. She's with us right now live uh, via telephone um, from headquarters up in Denver. So, again, thank you, Tammy, for being with us. What we're doing right now is a call and response. Um, I'm looking at the prop... No on Prop 105 flyer in front of me, and we're we're doing a response to each of the claims that they are making. The next one being one of my favorites, um, so to speak. Uh, it it's very misleading, and that's the one that states uh, Colorado families would face higher grocery bills, and they say. Prop 105 would require farmers and food producers in Colorado and throughout the country to separate, repackage, and relabel their products just for our state, unless they are remade with specially handled, higher-priced ingredients. Recent hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, excuse me, recent economic studies indicate that this would cost hundreds of millions of dollars and ultimately increase grocery bills for Colorado families by hundreds of dollars per year. And so, Tammy, your response to that would be? Yes, thanks for bringing that one up as well. Um, so the first thing is, you know, will it cost consumers more? So let me tell you that 64 other countries require the labeling of genetically engineered foods, and they did not result in a spike in grocery costs in those countries. And on top of that, major U.S. food companies label their genetically engineered ingredients for these other countries, but they're not giving Coloradans the same information. So many, and many of the major food companies who contributed to the campaign against this proposition are already labeling for the other countries. So it's a ridiculous claim that it would, you know, require a bunch of additional work and segregation. The second thing is Consumer Reports just came out with a study that said they estimate the increase in grocery costs, if any, would be about $2.80 per year per person. There's so much, wow. I don't want to give you too much information, but there's so many pieces, so many layers to this. You know, in that piece, they talk about several hundreds of dollars per year per family. Right. I, have, I have personally debated spokespeople from the other side 
and I have corrected them. So they're citing a study from a professor at Cornell University. I personally dissected that entire study. They're citing the increased cost if companies change the ingredients to non-GMO ingredients. But we are not asking them to do that, and there is no evidence that companies would change ingredients. So if you look at the actual line item from the exact study that they're citing, that study says $68 per year for a family of four. So that comes down to $1.42 per month per person. So, again, this is, you know, what we're battling here in this David and Goliath fight is a lot of, you know, they keep using the word misleading. They're the ones that are, you know, changing data. And like I said, I've, I've addressed this with their spokespeople face-to-face, and they acknowledge to me that mm-hmm. they, they realize they're using the wrong data, but they continue to use it in their advertising, which, um, okay. which is very very frustrating. So let's go away from uh, their claims for a minute. I want to ask a deeper question, and that's what's really going on here? And that's a big question, but I think it's important. You know, David and Goliath has come up uh, a couple times now in our conversation already this morning. So what's really going on here? Well, that's a really great question and a big big question. And I would say fundamentally, you know, the best way to, to answer that kind of succinctly, is to know who's on either side. So Proposition 105 was proposed by Right to Know Colorado, which is a grassroots group of Colorado citizens. Hundreds of Coloradans collected signatures in order to get this on the ballot. Over 170,000 Coloradans signed the petition. So this is the people of Colorado saying we want this transparency. And the opposition actually fought the language of our initiative all the way up to the Colorado Supreme Court. So before we even collected signatures, they were battling us. So then we got it on the ballot, and then what happened is slowly, first it was 5 million, then 8, then 12. This week I think the the number currently is $16 million has been poured into the opposition bank account from out-of-state corporations. And the leaders in that contribution, Monsanto, um, which is a biotech company that produces genetically engineered seeds, and they also produce the pesticide that is used on those crops, they donated $4.7 million. DuPont, um, also a biotech company, $3 million. Dow Chemical, I think they're in the $1 to $2 million mark. So big biotech chemical companies don't want this to pass. The other group that strongly contributed, PepsiCo, General Mills, Lando Lakes, Coca-Cola, Kraft, Hershey's. So these are food companies, major food companies that use a lot of genetically engineered ingredients. So, you know, their their documents may say that the the proposition doesn't go far enough and it's confusing and it will hurt farmers, but really follow the money. Mm -hmm. And the people that are concerned are food companies who already label for other countries, by the way, and the biotech companies who make the seeds and make the pesticides. Mm -hmm. So who's really against this is those companies. And what they're really concerned about is that if you give 
I actually don't know, but I'm, I'm asserting that what they're really concerned about is that if you give consumers all of the information, they may choose not to buy their products. Okay. All right. That's important to know. And can you underline for us by any chance how much money uh, these big corporations are making per annum? Or one, or any, or all of them combined. Is do you have a guesstimate, perhaps? You know what? I'm the wrong person to ask. Okay. They're multi-billion-dollar corporations. Right. Yeah. So, so do you think it's? Is it safe to say that we're looking at uh, the food industrial complex's interests are for profit, and they are not concerned with the health implications either of individuals, their right to choice of what they put in their uh, family's dinners, uh, as well as the health of the planet, given the implications of what you've been describing regarding and what, what we talked with um, uh, Larry the other day, also on KHEN, uh, about the pesticides and how they work in um, uh, dismantling the internal organs of an insect mm-hmm. and how that can affect the human body, we, we don't know. Correct. Correct. And, and obviously, too, when you're destroying insects in that way, you're, you're, you know, it seems like you're also not giving much concern to the impact on an ecosystem. Right. Right. You're, you're just concerned about, um, you know, protecting that crop. And, and you know, some, a gentleman wrote an op-ed recently in a paper here on the Front Range, and he proposed a very good question, which was, you know, uh, people that produce genetically engineered crops claim that they use less pesticides. But let's think about this logically. Um, the chemical companies are for-profit, as you mentioned. They make the seeds that withstand pesticide use, and they also make the pesticides. So do you think they created a crop that uses less pesticides, less of their product or more of their product? Just an interesting question to ponder. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> Very well taken on this end. I just want to take a, a brief uh, pause here and welcome you if you're just joining us. This is KHENLP Salida 106.9 FM on your dial. We're also streaming online anywhere in the world. You can access that stream at khen.org. I'm your host, Molly Rowan Leach, covering for Jane Carpenter. This is Scrambled Eggs. We feature pertinent news, music, and information about the Upper Arkansas Valley. And uh, hope you're having a great one so far today, Salida. Welcome. Just a reminder that the views expressed on this program are those of myself and or my guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Cahan staff, volunteers, underwriters, or board of directors. We're talking with the campaign manager for Right to Know Colorado. That's Proposition 105 on the ballot, and that's coming up right around the corner here this next Tuesday. We're talking with Tammy DeVille this morning. Tammy, what are some of the most key things that you'd like people to know for the upcoming election this coming Tuesday? Yeah, so uh, really great question. Thank you. And, you know, I think I summarized it best in a conversation um, I was having actually online yesterday with someone who was concerned about this. So I would like to talk about exemptions, and I also would like to talk about um, how this bill was written. So we, um, Right to Know Colorado, worked with legislators to submit this to the legislative body in the hopes of getting it passed through legislation. 
um, it got stalled in committee indefinitely, um, forcing us to go to Plan B, which is to collect signatures and have it be a ballot initiative. There are restrictions as to how much citizens can cover in a ballot initiative. So I just want you to know globally, this proposition was written in order to make it through to make progress on this issue. So there are things we couldn't cover. So this proposition is a statutory amendment, which means it amends an existing statute. That existing statute is a statute that regulates food labeling. It's an existing agency that regulates it, an existing department and infrastructure, fines, penalties, all of that stuff is already established under this food labeling statute. So we're simply adding the requirement to label genetically engineered ingredients to that existing statute. So that helps to not create a lot of additional overhead and expense for taxpayers. So if you look in the blue book, they estimate the cost to taxpayers to be about $113,000 the first year and $130,000 the years after. That boils down to about $0.02 cents per taxpayer. You can see it's a reasonable first step to make progress on this issue in a way that won't burden taxpayers. Now, because it addresses existing food labeling, restaurant foods are not covered. As we all know, you don't walk into a restaurant in Colorado and have all of the dishes labeled with ingredients. It's not a current regulation and structure in Colorado. So that's why labeling of genetically engineered foods cannot cover restaurant foods. The second big category that's exempt is meat and dairy. So first, what you should know is there are no meat products, animal products on the market today that have been genetically engineered. There are no genetically engineered animals yet. <laughs> there are some that eat genetically engineered feed. But because the opposition will battle us every step of the way, you can imagine that they wouldn't let us cover food that's genetically engineered and food that consumed genetically engineered food, clearly two different things that have to be handled and addressed separately. So that's why there are exemptions. So it's, it's quite disingenuous of the opposition to now use the talking point that it doesn't go too far and it doesn't cover enough because in many ways they're the reason why it doesn't go far mm -hmm. enough because they battled this every step of the way. So, now, no, we, Can I stop you for a moment yeah, uh, if yeah. I might? You said that there are no uh, genetic modifications yet of meat, yet, Correct. yet Correct. being the pivotal word that you used. Could you share with us uh, what might be behind that yet? <laughs> sure, sure. So here's, here's a fundamental issue. Right now, how they're altering food is to withstand pesticide use or create its own insecticide. But what everyone should know is the biotech companies have a long list of new food products they're experimenting with. And so if we don't set a precedent right now to demand transparency, they can introduce all kinds of genetic modifications into our food supply with no disclosure. So you may, you may not think that pesticide tolerance is a big deal, and you may believe them when they say they're using less pesticides, but what's the next product they're going to introduce? What's the next modification? So the, the overarching point here is we, we should be aware when our food is altered at the genetic level, period. So that's what's behind that yet. You know, and there's, there's uh, you know, one of the examples is the um, they're working on a salmon that is crossed with the genes of an eel. 
to make the salmon grow faster. That's just one example. Wow. Wow. So you were you were, you had some other points that you wanted to share, I believe, um, mm-hmm. for voters for the yes. election day just around the corner. And then I'd like to go back um, to one more argument that the opposition is making. But, but continue on, please. Great. So, so with these exemptions and with the opposition saying that this is a problem with this initiative is that it doesn't go far enough, what I want Coloradans to know is if you don't want any progress on the issue of genetically engineered foods, then you should vote no. But if you want progress on this issue, you must vote yes. There is not a better bill coming in Colorado. The legislation has already shown that they will stall it in committee, and the citizens have restrictions as to what they can do. This is the best that citizens can put forward within this this structure. So, you know, people are kind of throwing it out willy-nilly, like, oh, they should just do it better. Well, they don't understand the background of what happened to get this on the ballot. It won't be done better. If you want progress on this issue, vote yes on this initiative. It's a reasonable first step to make progress. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, let's go back. Uh, once again, if you're listening, um, we're talking with Tammy DeVille, the campaign manager of Right to Know Colorado. That's righttoknowcolorado.org. That's Proposition 105 on your ballot next Tuesday. And a yes vote is what we are encouraging on this program today. Um, I'd like to go back again. I have right in front of me the no on 105 mailer. And there's quite a bit of information here that we've been responding to. Thank you for such great responses and accurate information on your part, Tammy. Appreciate that. And um, how important it is to realize that this is much more than meets the eye. And we've also been discussing the link between for-profit interests um, seems to be kind of a a big one across the board in the United States today. We see a lot of industry, uh, industrial complexes, that is, making billions and billions of dollars um, without a lot of human interest um, and human rights involved. So uh, I'd like to go to the claim that they make here on this flyer that says um, consumers would get inaccurate information. And they're saying, while its promoters claim Proposition 105 is about the right to know, the majority of food and beverage products purchased in Colorado would be exempted from its labeling requirements even when these foods contain or are made with GMOs. Because of Proposition 105's flawed labeling system, consumers would not get accurate or reliable information about which foods are made with GMOs and which are not. So, Tammy, your response to that, please. Yeah, so that is speaking again to the exemptions. This is them, again, saying it doesn't go far enough when they battled us to get what we have included. And I want to give your listeners a visual. So imagine you walk into your grocery store. You look over to the left and you see the produce aisle where produce is sold in open bins. They would be covered under Proposition 105. Then you look through the center of the store, that massive bulk of what's sold in the store, the canned goods, the frozen products, um, things in bags, packaged, processed foods, all of that stuff is covered. And then extend over to your right where you see the bakery section and all those packaged baked goods and things, again, sold in bins, those would all be covered. So what is covered is over 75% of the foods sold in grocery stores 
are covered. Again, the primary exemptions are meat and dairy, which we covered, and restaurant food, which there are no food labeling requirements on restaurant food. So the majority of foods you purchase every day in the grocery store will be covered. Okay. Uh, I'd like to, to have you respond to on the backside of this flyer for No on 105. Again, we're talking with Tammy DeVille from the Yes on 105, right to knowcolorado.org measure uh, just around the corner this upcoming election day. Um, the Denver Post, in an editorial on October 9th, says the measure is also highly selective. It exempts broad categories of food products from chewing gum to alcoholic beverages that may include GMO ingredients. Most cheese is made using genetically modified microbes, but such food is exempt from mandatory labeling in Proposition 105 too. Your response. So, um, <laughs> I'm debating where I should censor myself or not. So the, the <laughs> Go ahead. We've already done the uh, opinion disclaimer a couple yeah, times. Yeah, so I, I just want to point out that it's, it's, it's difficult to know the motivations of editorial boards um, uh-huh. who are, you know, who represent a for-profit operation who is getting a, you well, know, a lot. Let me just stop you there, Tammy, and let's just say um, let's always be questioning what's motivating the lobbying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that yeah. wouldn't that be about right? Yeah. So be aware be aware of special interests and all the money that's going in behind closed doors, behind yeah. the curtains, yeah, um, exactly. towards these issues. Exactly. So what I want to say is uh, earlier this season, at the beginning of our campaign. Um, we were invited to participate in what's called a citizens initiative review. And what they do is they take 20 Coloradans from a broad cross-section of demographics. They bring them to Denver. They um, have them for three and a half days review all the information from both sides of the argument. They also have a day and a half of expert panels and they can question these experts and hear from these experts. It's a lot like a trial in court, right? So they're kind of like the jury. So 20 of them sat with all the information, interviewed the experts, debated amongst themselves, and at the end of the day, the Citizens Initiative Review voted in favor of Proposition 105. So you as a Coloradan listening, I know you don't have three and a half days and you don't have access to these expert panels, but I want you to know that when 20 of your fellow Coloradans invested that time and did that investigation, they voted in favor. So um, that's just a, a good balanced way to you know, look for an endorsement, I think, on this. Initiative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are there any closing comments that you'd like to make? It's been my honor and a pleasure to have you here today on Scrambled Eggs here with us, uh, Kahan Salida, 106.9 FM. We've been talking with Tammy DeVille. She is the campaign manager for the Right to Know Colorado Yes on Proposition 105 campaign. Tammy, any closing comments today? Yeah, thank you so very much for allowing uh, me this time to speak with your listeners directly about this. And, you know, I just want to say that Right to Know Colorado and Yes on 105 just is encouraging um, Coloradans to vote yes on 105 so that we can make informed decisions about the foods we eat. We believe companies should not be allowed to hide their ingredients and they should not be leaving Coloradans in the dark. 
Proposition 105 is a reasonable first step um, towards progress in this issue. So you can visit us at righttoknowcolorado.org. If you want to jump on phone banks this weekend, we can definitely use your help reaching out to other voters. Um, and also, we have a frequently asked questions page. So if there are mm-hmm. other questions you have or your friends have, please come to our website so that we can answer those questions for you. And uh, we hope when you drop off your ballot or, or vote at the polling place on Tuesday that you vote yes on 105. Wonderful, Tammy. I, I actually do have one more point that I'd like to um, discuss briefly, and that's the the, the support and the endorsement of this campaign surely has the thumbs up from many of our local grocers and farms. Um, I just want to have you speak a little bit to that. Um, who who are the people working, you know, working the local community gardens and organizations that uh, are already out sharing information in Colorado about this? Yeah, great question. So, um, and if you visit our website, rightsknowcolorado.org, you can see the complete list because we have dozens of farms and farmers, also the Rocky Mountains Farmers Union, um, Alliance for Sustainable Colorado, Conservation Colorado, Food and Water Watch, um, Greenpeace, um, lots of organizations throughout um, throughout the state are supportive of this issue. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, again, been a pleasure. We've been talking with Tammy DeVille, and I really appreciate uh, speaking truth to this issue. It's a huge one, and it sounds like the citizens have already spoken of Colorado in support of Proposition 105. Thank you for joining us again, and for more information about Right to Know Colorado, go to righttoknowcolorado.org. Thanks to Tammy DeVille, campaign manager.